challenging ET in general out oh, in the yeah, middle of nowhere? That's what I was doing. I actually had a uh, pistol in my hand at the time. Um, I was really ticked off. When I was having this fit, I, had, I was waving the gun in the air, okay, and I had this fit. And at this moment, I said, okay. He was a Louisiana man named Montaldo. Folks around called him Six Gun Joe. Worked with Icar, don't you know? Investigating UFOs. Out for a drive with a gal one night. They stopped to check out the reporting site. When an alien lit right there on the ground, he commenced to throw in his weight around. Now, old Six Gun didn't take too kindly to that kind of thing. Especially without Vaseline or anything like that, you know. Seriously. Well, Six Gun looked that critter right in the eye and said, Any last wish before you die? Yells. Reached for his gun, quick as a twitch, and said, Fill your claw, you son of a bitch. Now, a legend spread across the land about this pistol waving man. But if you're from space or from Earth below, you don't give no lip to Six Gun Joe. Undercover, Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, with your host, Joe Montaldo, right here on the Paranormal Radio Network. Welcome to UFO Undercover, with your host, Joe Montaldo. Hello, everyone. Welcome to UFO Undercover. I hope you all having a great morning, great evening, great afternoon, wherever you are on our big, beautiful blue planet. You know, I love being here on Wednesday night. It's my favorite place to be on Wednesday. Favorite place to be any time during the week, actually. I have a good time, like, coming up and chatting up my friends, talking about different subjects. Tonight, we're going to be talking about, well, what in the past could be God and what in the past could be E.T. Well, I don't want to get too, too, you know, warmed up here, but really and truly, what is it? I mean, we were talking about this on Friday's show. Um, it came up uh, Emily and Trish and I were talking about it and, you know, what is God? What is ET? What is in between somewhere? It's what's well, a hard thing to figure out because, you know, a lot of a lot of so-called miracles could have been something from extraterrestrials. A lot of what from extraterrestrials could have been something from God. So who's right and who's wrong? Well, of course, the biblical people are always going to say they're right, but they have no basis of proof at all. So it's kind of a tough thing. Hold on, let me turn it down so I can see it but not hear it. It's um, it's a tough basis um, 
really and truly it's 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 a tough it's a tough thing to, to make that call because you know it's like i was picking on emily about this because she has um she has phds in, in, the, in the in the in the sorry in the biblical biblical world man i'm tongue-tied tonight uh, in the biblical world and the thing of it is is i told her on the air it's like well i don't consider them re- real phds because i don't consider religion to be real i consider it uh well basically canon fault written by man for the control of man See, it's a little different for me because I don't necessarily believe that God wrote the Bible or even inspired the Bible uh, or Jesus for that matter because everything was written so far after the fact that it kind of worries me a little bit. Um, so what is it? I mean, we can go back to the Old Testament. And there's some clear things in there that you could say were God or you could say were extraterrestrial part in the Red Sea. But could E.T. part the Red Sea? I'm pretty sure they could. Could they walk in water? We, we know they've done that. We've had witnesses to that. Can they cure with the wave of a wand? Well, guess what? They can. So, ah, see, that's where the differences get so so close together. Um, where is it? What is it that separates? Could they look, you know, like an angel? Well, they could. We found out <clears throat> uh, somewhere in our early studies that a lot of people's, um, oh, you know how people have their own, little, like their Indian or their dragon. The spirit guides, yes. But we found <laughs> that a lot of spirit guides were actually extraterrestrials just projecting themselves. It was another way for them to project control over the individual. Mm, I know. Uh, so a lot of this, uh, uh, not just God or, or anything in between or ET, there seems to be a lot of control exerted from both sides. Um, ET seems to be con- putting a lot of control on their contactees and abductees. And whoever they need to to get whatever agenda they're trying to get done. Also, religion seems to be the same way. Do as I say or burn in hell. That's pretty much control. Well, I was taught that God was omnipotent. All, all the entire universe and omnipotent God is everything. And he's omnipotent, which, it, it, but he's also kind and loving and caring. Well, a lot of what the Bible describes, that's not the God they describe. They describe a vengeful, spiteful, bitchy guy. Oh, don't take my word for it. Just go read it. Oh, yeah. I'm a, Oh, yes. Did y'all forget about the flood already? And there's lots of other things in there that, that God seemed to be, you know, a little bit spiteful about. Uh, did you read this, this, the Brother Canes? I mean, you should read before you comment. Uh, anyway, there's lots of stuff out there that could be considered vindictive or even spiteful. And... That's in the Bible itself. Well, see, I got a fundamental problem with that. Now, I could believe that was aliens saying shit like that, but the, the, the creator, the great, why would the creator even lower him or itself to that? He, she, or it. Yeah, well, we, we're not going to do pronouns tonight, but he, she, or it. Uh, whatever it was, why would it lower itself to that standard? That's, that's a human standard. That's not a, see, and that's another problem. So humans have a tendency to do this with everything. So with extraterrestrials, they try to bring it to a human standard. Well, ETs are way smarter than us, way brighter than us, way faster than us, and, and act and do things differently and think in a different way than we do. Well, so does the creator. The omnipotent super being also does that. He, she, or it creates, and we don't understand how it creates. We don't understand anything about it other than it existed and supposedly created the universe and us. So, I mean... These are things that are so far beyond the human understanding, it's just kind of funny. But yet, we're going to try to not only label it, but control it and say, this is how it is. 
you know, I've said this many times to many different people when we were arguing about religion, don't limit the creator. That's a sure way to get to hell. If you believe in hell and the creator, limiting the creator is a sure way to get to hell. Yeah, that's saying, oh, well, the creator couldn't do that. Well, yes, the creator can do everything. Created the universe. <clears throat> created us. Created life. So it can create anything. So, you know, by saying that. But now here we got extraterrestrials that seem to be visiting a planet that seems to be able to create life. And uh, cure, cure was waving a wand. They can cure by thought. Yes, by pure thought they can cure. By touching you, they can do. They can do hands on. There's, there's lots of ways they can walk on water. Who said that? No, they can walk on water. Oh, aliens have been many, many, many times. The Greys, especially, they they like. They've been video shot, shot a couple of times, but they've also been seen by some people, mostly abductees. But they'll hang out below the ship with a group of dolphins. And I remember on the hypnosis, one of the ladies we had on the hypnosis was speaking. Um, reciting i guess a gray dialect probably a past didn't since they're usually telepathic now but uh it sounded a lot like dolphin i'm not saying they were dolphins it just sounded a lot like dolphin there's like clicks and beeps and pops it just if it, when we put it under water it even sounded more like that so it was a strange it was a strange feeling all the way around ah jimmy hold on let me i gotta i gotta move these messengers over so i can see them and I also got to put the comment box on streaming. Oh, by the way, we are streaming live on Roku. You can see my magnificence on Roku tonight live. Mm -hmm. Yes, that just scares the hell of me. That means everything behind me. You'll be able to read the titles in the books. Um, it's it's a really cool thing. Uh, not all our hosts will be on Roku. Hopefully all of our hosts will be on Roku. But no, I, I don't think they all will be. But um, it is required to be video. And, and you know, you have to have your stuff together. and have to enjoy it. And. Uh, so you can see us on Roku. I am live right now on Roku. Matter of fact, Michelle DeRoche, who will be following me later this evening, she will be live on, on Roku tonight. Some of our hosts are not thrilled with being on. on you know, I was watching uh, Sean Kelly last night on my 65-inch TV in my bedroom. I got <laughs> anyway, um, he was he just it's it's just really clear. It's crisp. The pictures are crisp. The sounds crisp. It's really nice. So you can see your favorite host up close and personal. Yes, Denise, I am not wearing a tie tonight. Uh, I, I would tell you why, but it's it's need to know only. Insider information. Um, no, I, I don't always do. Sometimes I wear the vest instead of tie. Sometimes I wear both. Mm -hmm. Getting Well, I'm going to be in, uh, headed to Writers of the Future in April, so I'm just getting my brain together for it. And to a good friend of mine, if you're listening tonight, I'm going to wear all white in uh, Writers of the Future this year. No colors. Yeah, I might bring this this on my purple shirt, but that's it. Everything else could be white. Business white. It's one of them things. <laughs> I know it's not it has nothing to do with aliens. So anyway, getting back to what we were talking about. So we go back, let's go back six thousand years. Okay, womb. Now remember, we're not talking about God until two thousand years ago. So we're going six thousand years back. So we're six thousand years. The Sumerians are doing their things, the Egyptians, both the Egyptians and Sumerians are on the uprise. They're they're becoming civilizations the sumerians talk about visitors um, that came here uh, built some great white couple of i think it was two great dome cities uh, most of the speculation is because they don't think the people who came here could breathe our atmosphere <clears throat> so anyway they enclosed their cities and created a subspecies of themselves i shouldn't even say a subspecies it's the exact same species except they could breathe the atmosphere on our planet um so they went out and started, I guess, I don't want to call it colonizing because it doesn't really look like 
they were colonized. And it looks like they were more like maybe but terraforming. No, I don't think they were doing that either. It looks like they were here to extract minerals. So they found the indigenous population, which back then was not much more than monkeys. Um, they didn't want to have to do their work. Remember, these are omnipotent, omnipotent super beings. So they're not necessarily wanting to go get dirty either. Even though the first race created them, they're still the same as the first race. So they're just, they're, I mean, the first race of humans that came here, uh, they're, they're still the same. <clears throat> so they're like, well, you know, let's just create a race that's going to get out there and get dirty. So that's what they did. They went about what Sumerians called the seven creations of man. Anywhere from bird-headed men, it's kind of like the Egyptian stuff, bird-headed men, dog-headed men, just different types. And then the last one was a race like us, not exactly like us, a little stockier, a little shorter, a uh, little smaller cranium, but but still us. I mean, it was, it was our foundation. It's who we, if you want to talk about missing links, that's probably the missing link. So uh, so at that time, they they created this species. And this species went out and, and was mining the mines and plowing the fields. And they were procreating, having kids and making mead and the whole nine yards. But that's all they were doing. They weren't doing anything else. They didn't, they didn't ask their visitors why they had to do this. As a matter of fact, they didn't even know they were visitors at the time, probably, because they had seen them all their lives. Because they were their creators. So, you know, they were just doing their thing. And then you get some. now we're going to skip a little bit. We're going to skip over. So we're going to stop the Sumerians minute. We're going to skip over to the um, Dogon. So here we have the Dogon around the same time frame talking about, and actually it wasn't called a Dogon at this particular time frame, but um, around the same time talking about Nemos, who, who used to come in a saucer, like an elongated saucer. It landed in the lake and then they came walking out. In the very beginning, it was two reptoids and then it became more. But they came out and taught them how to do advanced surgery and all sorts of stuff that's in their history. Talk, told them about the dog store because they must have had a colony there or something. And then the Dogon must have told them because the Dogon are supposed to be like an offshoot of the Egyptians. They split very early on. Um, so they told them about what the Sumerians were doing or, you know, what was going on in Samaria. So out of the blue, and we don't exactly know for 100% why, these reptilians used to go down to the Sumerian villages, steal the women, take the women off, rape the women, and bring them back pregnant. And what you get from most descriptions that you can find, and there's so very few, um, there is a little bit of writing in Egyptians you can that you can find around the time frame, some of the Sumerian, uh, and then there's the Dogon. So there is some correlation to what was going on here. But anyway, um, so we find out about these these aliens. Uh, so these aliens go over and start stealing and raping the women. Now, this is a double-fold thing. So if you go back to the pharaohs, some of the pharaohs were born with elongated heads. Now, this is a this is a human alien. The, the, the human-type aliens look like us from the front. They're even built like us. Well, they're stocky in us, but they look like us. But their head actually goes back further. It kind of goes up a little bit and back further. About a foot further. They're, they get about at least twice the size of the brain we have. So, you know, we start seeing these in the pharaohs. Just in the pharaohs. Remember, this wasn't all over Egyptian. It just seemed to run in the pharaohs. And then modern day science has said it's all kind of stuff. It's this, that, and the other thing. But it just seems to be peculiar. That's what the Sumerians talked about. And later on is what um, the Naskins talked about, which we'll get to later. So anyway, we have these races, these species all going around at the same time. They all existed. They were all living. Uh, you can argue who came first, Samaria or Egypt, because in the beginning, Samaria had the first written language. And then they called they found something called the zero dynasty egypt 
which may be the first. I don't know. So <clears throat> anyway, it's not what we're talking about tonight anyhow. But So we find these things. We find these new children being born. And really, when I heard these accounts, I thought that children, they were going to be like disfigured or some type of reptoid, human toid kind of thing. And that's not what they were. They looked just like their their parents. They looked like humans. They didn't look like reptilians. But there was a significant difference. They were ornery, cranky, much more intelligent, uh, seemed to want to know why they had to go out and plot the fields, what they were going to get out of it. Why were they doing all this labor? Why are millions and millions of them dying and doing this, that, and the other thing and not getting anything in return? Probably was the end of the Sumerian nation when this happened. But um, the reptilians brought sentient to these people. It's full consciousness, full sentient, not just this half-ass sentient they had before us. I mean, technically they were sentient because they could breed, they could procreate it, and they could do certain things. But one of the biggest things about being a sentient being is you can ask why. And this race did not seem to have that that basic function to be able to ask why. Uh, it just took whatever it was told and did it. And with without any, any thought, it just did it. Well, we now know, and people hate when I talk about this, but we now know every human has a what? A reptilian section in their brain. Now, I could pull it up and read it to you if you like, and maybe later on the show I will because I, sometimes I do it, but it's a significant part of who and what we are, a very significant part of who and what we are. So you should really check into it. Uh, if you really want to know who you are and what your basis is of how you do things, some of your driving factors come from that section of your brain. Uh, without it, we seem to be a wishy-washy, wimpy little whatever ever race that people can do whatever they want to or aliens could do whatever they want to. So now, and this is what gets interesting, so now we have two alien races on the planet. We also now have a hybrid race that humans that now have whatever their, their original, whatever the Sumerians originally used to create them, plus the Sumerian DNA and now the Gray's DNA. I mean, not the Gray's DNA, the, the reptilian's DNA. So we have a hybrid race here with two alien DNAs in it. Kind of interesting. I mean, you know, so the race the race might have been why we found so many weird O parts back in the in the day, uh, because some of these people may have far exceeded what their level of intelligence should have been. Um, so it would make make uh, make sense. Actually, there's an O part. I got to find it. Uh, but I just just seen it the other day. I wanted to mention tonight. It's um, anyway. So you now have a much more intelligent species. You have a species that can build the pyramids. You have a species that can do all sorts of things. Well, you know, they, these were all going into Egyptians, the, the Egyptian slaves and everybody else. And slowly but surely, they started interbreeding into all the humans on the planet. But that's not us. That's close to us today. But there is something missing from us today. So, you know, a lot of us have the reptilian. Well, we all have the reptilian DNA because we all have the reptilian section in our brain. And the Sumerian is the base DNA. So we all have that. But then some of us, not all of us, but some of us have Gray's DNA. So we're still not even close to the time that Christ got here. This is still 4,000 years away. All of this is going on, and this is the birth of Christ is still 4,000 years away. The pyramids are being built. Races are falling and collapsing. The Roman Empire rises. I mean, there's just lots and lots and lots and lots and lots. And there's lots of stuff all throughout those histories that suggests aliens were openly and influentially, uh, openly influencing uh, the people on this planet. 
I guess maybe because they figured they were kindred spirit, they had, they shared a common DNA, so they figured they could. But they were openly uh, influencing our citizens on this planet. And then, then, around 300 years before Christ, the Greys show up, as best we can tell. Uh, it's the first time we can find them in any any Egyptian text anywhere. And it's the only text, it's the only place we can, it's the first text we can find them anywhere, by the way. So it's when you look, go back, that's where you see the grays first. You don't see them anywhere else. They're not, you can find them much later than that all over the place. But prior to the birth of Christ, about 300 years before the birth of Christ, the grays show up. Out of nowhere, they just show up and instantly start getting involved in everything that's going on. Um, it looks like they started taking command of what the reptilians and the humans were doing, the Sumerians were doing, or whoever they were. Uh, they started telling them, no, you're going to do it like this. They started taking control of the abductions, started tracking the family lines much closer. So this is when they intervene. Now, this might be when we end up with uh, RH negative blood. We just don't know. Um, before that, though, the races we were talking about before that, well, RH positive, brown hair or, or brown eyes and dark. They could be brown hair or black hair somewhere up in there, but that was about the, and usually brown skinned. Um, I doubt there was even a white person around at this time. So we have this whole group of citizens just blooming of what we would consider the cradle of civilization, which is North Africa. Um, but yet it seems to come to a halt. So the great show of 300 years before Jesus is born. Jesus dies all in what? 36 years, 37 years, 30, anyway. Um, boom, everything changes. So the reptilians go from being revered and worshiped around the planet to being hated around the planet. Even the, the big headed aliens started being hated. So they, they couldn't be open like they used to be with the birth of the super God. Uh, it seemed to change things. Cause remember, you know, this was going on prior to Christ. I mean, the, yes, it was going, who said that? No, it was going on before Christ because we have the old Testament. Muslims are older than Christians. So it's Jews are older than Christians. Stop it. It was going on before this. But for some reason, at this particular time, 2,000 years ago, actually 2,023 years ago, uh, there was a significant change. And the significant event that everybody points back to is the birth of Christ. Now we know because of the Jews and Muslims and and the Romans that he did live. People try to argue it, but he's mentioned in the Roman Roman writings. He's mentioned by the Jews and he's mentioned by the Muslims. So if the man didn't exist, why bother talking about it? <clears throat> and they're talking about him period back in the time when this was going on, not like the Christians do two, three, 400 years later. You know, Christians talk about, well, the Christians, the new Testament Christians, talk about the Bible only from the New Testament forward. As far as they're concerned, the Old Testament didn't even exist. Don't let them lie to you because they just they don't believe anything in there. Mainly because they can't go to heaven if they believe the Old Testament. So <laughs> they're going to stick with the new one. So anyway, we see a major change, a major influence. Now, that's a good mark where people could say, okay, that was definitely some, some super God person came down here and that's what changed everything. Okay, true. And it would have changed everything in the Middle East, but that's not how it was. It changed everything. It changed everything out into all around the planet. It changed everything out. It just, it was almost like a wave that went around the world. This only way I can best describe it. 
uh, it seemed to be, it, it just seemed to be radiating out there. So it was it when the gray showed up or was it was the birth of Christ? Well, it's hard to say, but again, the birth of Christ seems like it would have immediately affected the Middle East and maybe trickled into Africa and the Mediterranean. The greys, on the other hand, were abducting people all around the world, uh, completely around the world. Do wait, what? What? They? Uh, I'll find out. But they said, no, anyway, I can't talk about that right now, but I'll, I'll tell you what I, after later in the show. It's, I was just reading something somebody typed because they were supposed to be getting something. Um, so everything's changing here. Everything's wanting to, to switch around. But the greys would have been ahead of that because they would have been already, you know, three, four, five hundred years on a planet. The reptilians and humans had already been here at least 10,000 years or more. So they were long ahead of the birth of the super being. They were. They were way ahead of the super being. Unless Jesus himself was an astronaut, they were way ahead of the, the Son of Christ, which doesn't mean anything because, you know, God works in mysterious ways and things change as things go along. But now we jump to the other side of the world. So now we have, for three, 4,000 years, we've had the Mayans, the Aztecs, the Incans, and the Toltecs building massive civilizations. Some of these civilizations just completely di disappeared. They couldn't even find, there was nothing even racked out about the cities. There was still dishes there. It was, it was interesting. Uh, there were places where they could find, uh, and chairs and places they were finding. I forgot what kind of DNA they called it. But it suggested that there was no disease in the city. It wasn't something... Uh, that was some disease that racked it off. And the fact of a disease, they wouldn't have left personal belongings behind. And at the time, they were the superpower, so it wasn't nobody running them off. So what happened to them? And they're not the only ones. They're, they're, there's Native American tribes. There's several different types, Mesoamerican and Native American tribes that just disappeared. Poof, they're gone. No evidence of what happened to them. Can't find any way they moved off. Because one thing about tribes or things like this, they have their own personality. So when they go to a new village or a new land, they're going to bring part of that personality with them. So you will actually see that in the structure that 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 village as it turns into a city and stuff, but you don't see that anywhere. You only see it where it was in Mesoamerica, you know, whether it was a Toltecs, you know, the Toltecs built a massive empire. And then I think the Mayans, in, in, Mayans Incans, and Aztecs just kind of learned from that. Well, what is it? Uh, I can't. I can't pronounce the name of the city. It's the one uh, that's the backdrop to Mexico City. Um, yeah. So there's a there's a massive city there behind Mexico City, and there's a massive mountain range behind it. Well, the city to to I can't say it, but um, it actually mirrors the mountain range. It's a fabulous place to go. Uh, it's got all kind of interesting, scary stuff you can find there. So all through Mesoamerica, this is going on. Why Europe? is starting to become alive. You know, we had the Romans uh, just going, hey, Marty, they, uh, you, have the, they have, you have the Romans coming into power uh, or actually going out of power. So, so why, the, why the, the civilizations of North, Southern America, South America and Central America were growing, you had a whole different power on the other side of the world. You had the Greeks and the Romans versus the Toltecs and the Mayans. I mean, this is, Two entirely different worlds. They believed in entirely different things. They dressed differently. They acted differently. Their cities were entirely different. But yes, both were very advanced. They were, you know, great in making metal, refining gold, 
great astronomers, road builders, aqueduct builders, both civilizations were. So what, what's what's going on here? It's it's almost like it's almost like someone was doing experiments. Oh, let's try this here. Or let's try it's like one of my favorite episodes of Stargate. It's a, like let's try this here, let's try this here. It just seemed to be a little weird. And then boom, all of a sudden we hear about the Naskins. The Naskins are building these massive, massive things you can only see from the sky. You have to be at least 500 feet up to even see the whole damn drawing. And they're done so well. Then we find out they're tying their children's boards to their children's heads to shape their heads like they're gods, which coincidentally were long going back. They weren't like the greys. They weren't like the reptilians. They were like the human aliens. So now we know that the human aliens for sure messed with the Egyptians, the Naskins. Yeah, the Egyptians, the Naskins, and the Sumerians. That's what it looks like. So that's 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 some big civilizations there. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on there. I, I can't tell you. It seems like, it really seems like the Mayans, the Toltecs, the Incans, and the Aztecs all seem to maybe be more along the reptilian line. Well, most of their gods they believed in was some type of reptilian or snake or something, and they were very powerful, but they were not evil. Uh, so you would think reptilian evil, but that's not how they, they their gods weren't like that. Uh, what's the snake god? Um, the snake god, the sun god. He's you know he's the snake with the sun around his head. It's um, th- all of these gods were reptilians for them, and still. And then you've got the Native Americans. So this is another confusing thing. We all came over in a land bridge, right? That's what we were taught. So why is the Mesoamericans so much more advanced than the Native Americans? Mm, why is that? I mean, they're way more advanced than the Native. Don't get me wrong. I'm part Native. But but compared to the Mesoamericans, the Native Americans were ass backwards. <laughs> yeah, maybe with the exceptions of the ones who build the, the uh, Pueblos. But other than that... Um, Oh, I just stopped and seen it. I was in Colorado just recently, but it's 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 weird. And why is it that South America and Central America is ninety eight percent O blood type? So they were way more advanced than the Native Americans. They was at least advanced as the Romans and the, all the rest in Europe, and the majority of them were O uh, I mean, I'm sorry. Um, I'm not just O, just O. The majority of them were O. So what? What the hell is that about? Ninety-eight percent. You don't see that anywhere else in the world. Anywhere else in the world, you see like thirty-six percent, thirty-five percent, thirty-three percent, seven percent, one point five percent. That's what you see because that's the average blood types. Not here, you don't. And and not North America, just Central America and South America is ninety-eight percent O. They built four of the greatest civilizations to ever exist. Uh, I, I don't know, guys. And they were pre-Christ. So they carried through. The Romans sort of carried through. They collapsed, what, about 200 years uh, AD? 300 years AD, somewhere around there, after having a huge empire for eons. They collapsed. And then, you know, there was, and then, you know if you go backwards to the burning of Alexander, that library of Alexander, God knows what we lost there. That that probably set us back five, six hundred years. But then 
we find stuff in the Mesoamerican areas that it's some of the astronomy stuff they the Mesoamericans did was just unbelievable. Um, and some of the monuments they built was just unbelievable. I, I really, I really don't. Sometimes I kind of wonder, you know, who all was messing with us. Well, it's a good, it's a good chance that they were put there, especially since they're ninety eight percent O, and uh, to see how they would come out, what what they were going to come out. Well, I never found out if it's a, a negative or positive. It's not on the. I'll have to go look, but I don't think it's on the list. It's still on the ICAR. It's ICAR1.com. It's still on that website. The, the findings are still on that website. But they never make the, the jump to Jesus. So Jesus is in Africa. Well, I should don't get mad, people. The Middle East is in Africa. I've seen that smart-ass comment come out. Yes, it is. The Middle East is in Africa. It's in North Africa. I don't know why people get offended by that. I really don't. But anyway, so yes, it's starting to affect the areas there. And remember, it was squeezed in between the Jews and the Muslims. So it was having a hard time even getting started. It had to get to Europe to get started. Oh, yeah. And then it then it was like a flame. It just took off, just like burning through, through the scrub. It just took off. But still, it hadn't got to America. It hadn't got to this side of the world until, well, Columbus, right? Even though... Well, no, the Vikings found America first. They just didn't stay long enough. But Christianity didn't get here until, well, Columbus brought it and the colonists brought it. And then the colonists didn't teach it to the Indians. They beat in their heads and killed them if they didn't learn it. So anyway, the point being is, is an entire side of the world didn't know who Jesus was. So everybody tells me all the time he's this awe awing figure. Okay, I can I can buy that. Well, why did only only not even the whole other half the world know it? No one really knew in the bottom of Africa. It was the Middle East and Europe for a long time. So what the hell is that about? See, when people try to force religion on me, I'm kind of like, well, wait, man, some stuff just doesn't add up. Um, so. You're the son of God and you're born, I would think the whole entire planet would know it. I would think that something out there would push it through the entire planet. Now, somebody the other day said, well, it was only the civilized world. I said, well, the Mesoamericans were pretty civilized. Even though they like to throw people down the things and rip their hearts out, they were still pretty civilized. And uh, maybe Christianity would have helped civilize them faster. Well, I guess it really didn't. It took a long time for it to get steady in South America. No, it's there now, but it was it was a hard fight. Point being is, is it wasn't this thing we were all taught to believe. It was it was something entirely different. It was more like a way. It was just like any typical religion. It started and it grew a little bit and got a little popular and started got a little popular and started got a little popular. And then I noticed, which irritates the crap out of me is how much stuff in the Bible came before the Bible. And before anybody says, no, Jesus is lying, no, Jesus had nothing to do with this. Jesus just said what he said, and then everybody who wrote it down, wrote it down, and then it got interpreted, what, a hundred and, like 176 years later when they wrote it. Hmm. <laughs> and since we don't get to see the originals, we don't, and then remember, especially with the Christians, there was a lots of epistles that didn't make it, or, I shouldn't even call them, that didn't make it into the Bible. 
Yeah, there's lots of stuff written that didn't make it into the Bible. Yes, lots. Yeah, a lot more should be. The Bible should be about twice the thickness as it is right now. Uh, so, and we know that for a fact now, but still, we're not going to hear any more about it because none of the religious people, especially the Christians, want to talk about it. You know, it's it's weird, Tamara, because Tamara, when you when you look at Mesoamericans and South Americans, uh, I mean Mesoamericans and Native Americans, we know they share common ancestry, and it does look like that they went down to the bottom of the South America, then came back up to here. But then we also know that there was uh, Native Americans living in, in America when the Mesoamericans were at their peak. So it gets a little. And then there was um, two different places there were um, Spanish helmets found in caves in the United States, which suggests that the, not the, that the Spaniards didn't make it up there, but the Native the Mesoamericans did, or the Native Americans made it down there. Either way, somewhere along the line, they hooked up together and did it. But then there's a little weirdness to all of this. Just a little weirdness because... Native Americans are not 98% O. Uh-oh. Which means a good chunk of them do not share an ancestry with the ones in South America. That just confuses everything even more. It's almost like this group in South America was just put there. Maybe it was a test group. Uh, maybe, you know, a lot of people seem to think that. Maybe it was a control study. I don't know what the hell it was or is, I should say, because it's still like that. Uh, it just seems to be different. Uh, and maybe at one time they figured they were going to be the ones that rose to power, but instead it was the Europeans and the Americans. Um, and maybe one day South America will take its place where it belongs. But I don't know. But I find it weird because I was taught in school that the Mesoamericans and the Native Americans were the same, the same people. I didn't learn until later on when I found out. Sorry about that. My alarm just went off. <laughs> Sorry, guys. That is my full alarm. It's not playing with y'all tonight. It's on. It's um, but the but the Native Americans turned out not to be the same as the Mesoamericans. That ninety eight just ninety eight. I'm sorry. That ninety eight percent blood type should flow through all Americans. I mean, all uh, Native Americans. It should be the same, and it's not. It's only like thirty six percent. So it's a big difference. It's about the same percentage as everybody else in the country. White people, black people, Hispanic people, it, it doesn't, I'm not Hispanic people, uh, Chinese people, it doesn't really seem to matter. It all seems to be in that particular function. So it's a weird thing that, that it just, just too many little things that just don't fit. Well, I do. I think they were advanced. I think, I think, unfortunately, I don't know. I guess when the Spaniards came, they lost that that step pole they had. But it was because they were, believe it or not, it wasn't because they were vicious killers and stupid. They just fell for the Spanish bullshit, and that got them in the end. And you might be right, Tammy. There might be somebody missing. Uh, there might be somebody in the. In, I think it was Marty. She was there. I, I'm pretty sure she was, but. Um, there might be somebody missing in between. It's just it's just strange because you do see some similarities in Native Americans from some of the stuff you've seen in the Mesoamerican. But then again, <clears throat> after that, I mean, I mean, the Native Americans lived in teepees. They were nomadic. 
the Mesoamericans lived in great cities and were not nomadic. They built roads and aqueducts and had big aquifers and all kind of stuff. They were very advanced, and the Native Americans just weren't there. And, and it, you know, the sad part is, I don't, I don't want to say the sad part, but it doesn't seem like the Native Americans were wanting to go there. So from what I get from most of history, the Native Americans seem to be happy with the way they were when the Europeans got here. Little tribal wars, little land skirmishes. They didn't go down to South America. They just messed around. In the, they had their whole entire America in, in Canada, and they seemed to be quite happy uh, until we came along. Or I should say the Europeans came along and screwed everything up. But there did seem to be a line between them and the Mesoamericans. So it's almost like Mexico or the bottom of Mexico, the top of Mexico was like a line. It was almost like it was a buffer zone. You can't go past this point because they didn't seem to go past the point. There's just not much findings of any Native Americans in South America or Central America or North America, in, in which I mean in Mexico. Uh, well, people, we talk about South America and a lot, but uh, Mexico was part of the, the, the great empires and it's a North American. Yes, don't even start. Don't start. Yes, Mexico is North America. You know, the three North American countries are what? What? They're what? <laughs> They're Canada, the United States, and Mexico. Just in case you didn't know. We can get into all that little stuff with Cuba and all that later, but we're talking about the North American continent, and that's what it is. It's it's America, it's Canada, and it's Mexico. And when once you get to the bottom of Mexico, technically, yeah, you're already you're into Central America. And then you go down to South America. But the, the, the Toltecs, Mayans, Aztecs, and Incans span the whole entire thing. All of that was theirs. It just seems to be different. It, it, it's almost like somebody was saying, okay, let's see how this goes. So if we go back to the uh, Naskins, we know that it seemed to be the human-type aliens were messing with them. If we go to the Aztecs for sure, it seemed to be like Maybe even the Incans, it does seem to be like reptilians were there. Now, there are some pieces of artwork down there that's later on around the turn of the cent, around turn of around two, well, around five or 10 AD, maybe 100 AD, somewhere around that, that seemed to be gray stuff. So maybe all three got in there, but for some reason, it just kind of stopped. And then the Spanish found them and it went haywire. And then they found that North America, I mean, found America, and then everything changed for everybody. The Mesoamericans lost their culture. They collapsed. The Native Americans collapsed. Neither one could, and there were so many. And that's what's so funny about this. It's not like the Europeans came in hundreds or even millions of people. They came in thousands. There were millions of Native American Indians, millions of Mesoamericans. They could have easily, like when, uh, what's his name, went, uh, Constantia went looking for his goal. The armies of the Mayans were huge, huge. They just thought he was the white god, so they didn't kill him, which they should have killed him. But, um, I mean, they had huge armies. They had armies that would rival any army in the world. But no, they didn't do it. Why? Mm, you got to just wonder. And you got to wonder why no one's risen in those areas since. Now, they're all broken up into different countries now. So why has anybody risen since then? Why are we still stuck there? Why did the Native Americans give in so easily to the white man? 
I don't know. I wasn't there. Um, in the end, it was just because the Europeans started. Once the Europeans got to a certain point with all their guns and weapons and stuff, it was over with. The natives never had a chance. Yeah, they did, and it was right. Uh, you made a good point, Denver. It was right as it was right as they were starting to, to decline, uh, but they were filthy, stinking rich with gold all over the place. Uh, I, it was just weird. There's there's so many rise and falls of big nations down there, and it's not because they were fighting. We, see, it's different. So in Europe, a lot of times it was problems with fights. So the the Greeks were conquered by the Romans. Eventually, the Romans were harassed so much. Uh, by uh, Genghis and his people, they ended up collapsing. And the Romans collapsed for two reasons. One, they were being ha harassed by them, but the Romans were where America's kind of today, fat, lazy, sassy, no real weaponry like we have to back to defend ourselves. So eventually they just, you know, they just collapsed. It's it, Rome really collapsed more on itself than anybody who tried to beat it. It really was its own worst enemy. Uh, and America's doing the same damn thing. Nations rise and fall. And there's been lots of them since the start of mankind, and there'll probably be lots more. Uh, since I've been alive, there's been a half dozen, dozen of them that have risen and fell. So you got to wonder, what is it um, with this alien? So, like I said, we go back 6,000 years. That seems to be when civilization started to rise. Now, it was probably longer than that because recently we found those sunken cities off the coast of India. They bait, they bait, they date back to 12,000 years um, it's 10,500 BC. So that would be uh, 12,523 years. That's how old those cities date back to. Big cities had a quarter million or more people living in them. Aquifers in them look, look like rolling bathrooms. These were big cities. Probably a tsunami or either the rise in seawater or tsunami did them. So it's funny to me. I was listening to this guy bitching me out yesterday about rising seawater. I said, you do know, dude, there's lots of underwater cities, right? He's like, what are you talking about? I said, well, I know there's two off the coast of Cuba, we know for a fact. One off the coast of Japan. There's a, quite a few of them in the, in the Mediterranean area. I said, have you ever stopped to think that the water's been rising? We're just figuring it out now. <laughs> I said, we're blaming us for it. But if you go back in time, it looks like it's been rising for some time. Um, or we wouldn't have be finding these sunken cities all the time when a tsunami goes over. Well, there's several. I mean, I, you'd have to look it up, but I, I know there's more than 20, 20 or 25 sunken cities around the world that you can go dive. So, and then right there off where the Alexander, the library of, in Alexandria, there's not a sunken city out there, but there's all kind of sunken other things around it that used to be there before the city, because uh, the city's been going under. Same thing with Venice. Uh, it's, it's, you know, it's weird too, because when you, when you drag India into this, which is a whole different thing, they seem to have been in contact and they seem to be one of the other races, like some of the North, the, the some of the Mesoamerican races that didn't seem to have a problem or even the Sumerian race that have a problem with contact. It was weird to me because when I look at all of this, it does seem to be that there has been open contact with the daily people around the world. Uh, we know that there's definitely been contact with like the pharaohs and stuff like that and the rulers of different countries. But it seems like when you listen to people's stories, it seems like that they were open amongst us. They moved amongst us and the humans weren't scared of them, which means it must have been a regular thing. 
uh, something that they seen fairly regular. You know, if you've seen an eight foot reptilian walking down the street, it would kind of panic you a little bit. But if you see it every day, every other day, and you're not even going to think about it, you're just going to be like, well, what what can we do? That, that's just how it is. You know, he's walking around. As long as he's not killing you, what's the big deal, right? Uh, Janine, what's that? Um, what do you mean? There's not. Okay, you mean believing in Jesus? That's an easy thing. We know he existed. Yes, we know the Muslims talked about him, the Jews talked about him, the Romans talked about him. So it's easy to believe that he was there. And believing in the Son of God, it, look, I tell people this all the time. If, if, if you believe that and that's what gives you peace and happiness and health and wealth and whatever, then don't let anybody deter you from it. I'm serious. Don't let anybody deter you from it. Because finding something you can believe in is hard enough. So if you do, don't let them deter you. I was raised uh, Catholic, sweetie. Yes. I uh, made my, commun my, cum cu my communion and my confirmation. And I uh, did all, everything you needed to be to be a good Catholic. And then when my dad died, I, I'm not going to even say what I said. And a friend of mine talked me into joining the Baptist church, which you know helped me some. I, I mean, it did help me a little. Uh, and I was like, um, he was a good friend of me. I really liked his dad and everything. And I can tell you what I said about that. And then I joined the, uh, well, the devil worshipers for about 18 months or two years. Oh, yeah. Full-fledged. I'm not even going to tell you about that because most of y'all would be like, oh, my God. And then I met, um, I shouldn't even tell you about this, but I met uh, Alistair Colley's great-grandson. At first, I thought he was, you know, BSing me and this on. Uh, so we did some research and found out that he's exactly who he said he was, who introduced me to Marie Laveau's great grandson. And I studied with them for about 10 years when Linda was studying with Gavin and Yvonne out of, uh, I think they were in um, uh, somewhere up in the Northeast, one of the small ones, New Hampshire, somewhere like that. Uh, very well known, which is very famous, very well known. And she studied with them for quite some time. And uh, yes, you know, you got to work your way through it. So for contactees or abductees, this is a common thing. They'll they'll believe in God. And when that doesn't give them what they need, they'll believe in something else and they'll believe in something else. Then they'll follow something else. They'll get into this religion or that religion or this thing or the other thing until they, they find what it is they're looking for, which is information about their contact. Yeah, and that's the thing to me. They do. All of them do. I haven't met anybody that doesn't have some kind of talking about aliens visiting, especially predating uh, Christ. It seems to be everywhere. Even after. I mean, there's a lot of stories after, but there seems to be a lot more before. Carl, no. What do you mean? Do I think, well, maybe so, Carl. Maybe Christ was the one that ran the aliens off, even though they're still here. But maybe he's the one that ran them into uh, hiding again. Maybe said, you're not from here. Huh? But see, there's a problem with that. Okay, so let's assume that Jesus was the son of God. So Jesus would know who the aliens were. He would have no fear over them, one, because he'd be more powerful than them. And if he wasn't, his dad was. But more importantly, he would know that his dad created them. He would also know where they were from and what they were doing. So there wouldn't be any fear for him. And why would he feel the need to run them off? Oh, he has a lot of them. Well, I'm just asking. I'm asking you a question. Why would they feel the need, you know, to run the aliens off? I mean, they created the aliens. 
So let's look at it from a different point of view. There's three alien races visiting the planet. They're at the planet. They're here when the Son of God is born. He comes around and he's doing his thing. And he's teaching and loving it, telling people you don't have to be complete idiots anymore. You don't have to have war and stuff like that. And you still have these three alien races around. So I would think that if they didn't want them here, they would have removed them at that point. That God or Jesus or one of the two of them would have removed them from our planet. It gets a little sticky wicky up and that's what I'm saying. It, it gets strange. Now, Jesus might have completely knew who they were and wasn't worried about them. He, he knew they, they were here for a purpose or whatever they were here for. And uh, he would have went on to what he was doing with the rest of his life. So let's go back and talk about that a little bit. Let's look at what, how come there always has to be doom and gloom in religion? Is there no scenario when man makes it as a good species and doesn't need to be wiped out? I can, I can see several. I think once we get into deep space and we, we become a one, a one nation world. And when I say that, I don't mean like a one world government, a one nation world. And we start to meet other races. Why wouldn't we? I don't really think humans are going to go out starting wars with everybody they meet. I think for the most part, most of us are sick and tired of war. And I think that's growing in a bigger movement every day. I mean, look at look at everybody looking at Russia right now. I mean, really and truly, if it was up to the people of the world, Russia would have already been attacked and wiped out. If if, if it was if you if the people could vote and wipe Russia out, Russia'd be gone. Oh yeah, in a heartbeat. Because we're tired of it. I'm tired of hearing about people getting killed for stupid reasons. So I, but as a as an individual and as a, someone who deals with the public on a regular basis, I think we can change. I really do. I've seen it in a lot of places. First thing you got to do is get rid of media. I mean, stupid media like you see on, on regular television. But other than that, you know, I, people ask religious people that all the time. Why don't God do this? Why don't God do that? Why don't God do this? Well, I used to teach Wednesday school, not Sunday school. And uh, the thing about it is, first off, it's not his job or her job or its job to do that. Free choice is free choice, and free choice can suck sometimes uh, because, you know, sometimes it bites you in the ass. The same thing with aliens. When people ask me about being hypnotized, one of the first things that comes out of my big mouth is, are you sure? Because there's no putting the genie back in the bottle. Yeah, you can't rub the lantern and put that memory back up. It's out. And it could be a horrible memory. It could be a good memory. It could be an okay memory. It could be a horrible memory. Yes, it could be. And it's, it's something that may stick with you for life. You know, there are things I've seen in my life, which I'm not going to mention anymore because I don't want to put the memory in your head, um, that will always be in my head. Shit, I, I, got, I, I dumped two of my friends because they sent me a video of something that happened in China and they spoke to them since. Because it'll never be out of my head. It'll always be in my head somewhere. They were stunned. I said, I can't believe you. That was stupid. Um, so there are things that, that happens that will stay there for life or for whatever. So there's got to be a way for us as a species to work as a species, not as humans or, or earthlings or whatever you want to call yourself, Terrans, whatever name is you want to pick, 
you know, but we need to do it as that way. Not China, not America, not Russia, not any of that. Norman, Uncle Joe's not going to be the rule of the world. <laughs> we become one world. Don't worry about it. No, don't worry about it. So, oh, Gene, you watch this on Ruka. Do I look sexy, baby? I know. Oh, yeah. No tie on. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll behave myself. Um, that was just rude on my part. Tamara, be sure, hit me up with an email again because I, I don't know what's going on. When I checked it the other day, I was talking to Tamara. Gosh, she, she sent me some books. It was last time I seen it, it was supposed to be in, well, your country. When, I, when they sent me the little, you know, tracking code, that's where it was supposed to be. I forgot where it said it was, but I'll find out for you. It, see, it's weird sending stuff. So the other day I sent something to a friend of mine in England. It got there in four days. Four days. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? So I sent a friend of mine something in France. He still ain't got it. That had been two weeks. I'm like, what the hell? It's Well, Canada's right next door. It's not like you got to go, you know, basically from my house at Tamara's, it's just a straight flight up. I mean, it's not. And it's not food. It's not anything that's going to sit in quarantine. It's books. I mean, come on. I'm not blaming anybody's mail because it could be anybody's <laughs> mail. Besides, it's not regular mail anyway. It was um, was it FedEx or UPS? One of them. Yeah, I ain't sending nothing stale mail. It'll be six months before she sees it. Jesus, if it's if it's if it's <laughs> if it's um, if it's taking what? Let's spend like a month, not quite a month, for it to get there with them. I can only imagine snail mail. Oh my god. Um, you mean books? I got a couple left, but I, I got to go through and see what I got. And I, I gave some to some colleges. Hey, Chad, how you been, man? Um, oh, so we're going to be doing Friday show about Beyonceago, Beyonceago. And um, well, we're short two hosts because uh, Amelia's kids, uh, her kid has just got out of the hospital and is home and doing well. And I think she had to kick the old man out and put him back to work. But uh, so they're doing good, but she's, you know, she wants to be there for her, 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 her. Well, she's not a baby. She's a grown woman, but so she wants to be there for. Her. And then one of our other hosts, Amelia, Emily, I'm sorry. Um, it's got some other stuff going on. So it was kind of weird. I thought about rescheduling, but I may do it twice. Uh, it's going to be an interesting show. It's going to be a really aggravating show at the same time. But we'll talk about that later. So Claire, to answer your question. Do I believe Jesus existed? Yes, I do. Uh, do I believe aliens exist? Yes, I do. And before we go any further in this conversation, let's not limit the creator, okay? People say, oh, well, you can't have aliens in God. I'm like, why? No one could ever give me a reason why we can't have aliens. I, I had a priest tell me that one time. I'm like, wait, why? I said, God would have created us. If he can create us, he's damn sure create aliens. He probably created them before he created us. See, people don't like to hear that, especially priests. They don't like to think they're second coming. Okay, they just they just don't. Um, yeah, it's icarcox.net. I-C-A-R-Cox.net. Well, because, you know, they like to be safe in their beliefs. And when you tell them stuff that makes them not feel safe in their beliefs, they get all upset. Well, no, I have no... And I don't have any problem with Jesus being the Son of God. I just... My thing is, is I want people to understand that there was more going on than just that. 
even though that's significant and very important, there was other stuff going on. There were things going on, you know, that had been going on long before that event came and they were already in motion before he was born. Yes. I didn't make this up. This has already been going. You can just go read ancient history for yourself. Uh, there's been stuff been going on for a long time. Well, the reason I don't think the Mesoamericans were in war all the time, because there's usually only one of them. It was the Toltecs, and then I think the Incans, Aztecs, and the Mayans, or I might have backwards, but uh, they don't really, they didn't really, really were not on top of each other. I mean, they bumped into each other along the line, but they were just, it just wasn't like a, um, yeah, it just wasn't like the Romans and the Greeks would have crossed the Mediterranean Sea from each other. Yeah, then we'd get into a fight sooner or later. Well, because the Greeks, everybody, Greeks had everything, and the Romans wanted it. Can you blame them? I mean, the Greeks were had literature, they had bathhouses, they had everything. They had plumbing, they just, you know. So the Romans were like, screw this. You ever noticed that the Roman gods are just the Greek gods with different names? Don't get mad at me. It's easy to go see for yourself. <laughs> Don't get all offended. It's, uh, and then the Romans ruled for, for, well, basically forever. And then, boom, no more. Well, I didn't realize, I was, I was going through a map the other day of ancient Rome. Man, Rome owned a bunch of, of Africa and a bunch of everywhere. I mean, they had everything. Yeah, well, between the Mongols and the, um, uh, what do they used to call them? The, uh, the ones that used to, not the Vikings, the Anglos, uh, between the, the, yeah, between Genghis's people and the Anglos, they kind of boxed them in. Well, they ran them off of, of Britain. Well, they didn't run them off, but they had to re pull their troops off because they needed them for other places in Europe. Yeah, so the Anglos just kind of took over after that. Yes. Yeah, well, there's a little more to that story than just that I kind of just compacted there. Yeah, that, that's, and that see, and, and it's probably even more than that because I, I bet you some of the Toltec sites were taken over by some of the other ones. Uh, it makes sense to me that you, they would just progress because uh, these cities were built to last forever. I mean, they're still there. Three thousand years later, they're still there. Matter of fact, they keep finding new ones. They found another one from space the other day. They're out. They're out cutting the grass, grass and weeds out of it. Yeah, big massive city just sitting in the jungle. Nobody living in it. So you've, and there's lots of these sites. You, you just got to stop and wonder where all these people went. I mean, there's lots of these. It's not like it's one or two. It's just big cities. Cities that can hold a half million people. And they're just, where? Everybody's going. Where'd they go? They didn't, ah, they didn't move into the suburbs. There's no suburbs. So what the hell's going on? Yes, the Anglo-Saxons. Actually, it was the Anglos and the Saxons and they became the Anglo-Saxons. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's crazy. Uh, I was watching some, I wasn't even watching any show about that. I was watching some, some show about, um, uh, not, not uh, Scotland, not Ireland. And, uh, that for some reason came up in the show. I have no idea why. Oh, Trish had an uh, Irish lady on uh, this past week. She's pretty good. Yes. For some reason I can understand Scot Scottish women and Irish women. It's some damn Scottish guys. I can't understand. I mean, they can't understand me either. So it's fair, but. It's like I would walk down the movers. I was like, what the hell did you just say? Speak English, buddy. I know we speak the same damn language, but obviously we don't. <laughs> it made me crazy. And uh, I'm sure I make them just as crazy. Uh, who said that? No, Aussies, I understand just fine. 
Uh, I, I got something in common with the Aussies, so we, we get along just fine. Oh, I like partying with Aussies. I've partied with several, too. If I ever get to party with Chris again, him and I are going to tear up a whole other town. It's uh, we, we painted Los Angeles in 10 different colors. Yeah, I call him Mr. Blue Eyes. He's somewhere in Europe right now. I'll have to get hold to him soon. Uh, what's that, Janine? No, we can take a few questions. We got we got time. Well, I got a couple of things I want to talk about. We, we, we got time. What is it? What do you mean? Am I scared of burning in hell? No, because because <laughs> I don't I don't hate on Jesus. I don't think Jesus. No, I actually tell people leave the man alone. Stop aggravating him all the time. Leave him a break from listening to you whiny bitches for the last two thousand years. Do you think of it from his point of view? There are 8 billion people on this planet right now for 2,000 years. 2,000 years you've been whining and bitching at the man. I'm surprised he ain't blown the damn planet up himself. I'm just, I'm being honest with y'all. No one ever stops to think about that. Yeah, God or not, 2,000 years of whining? I would blow your asses up. I can tell you that now. Oh, yeah, buddy. You'd be like, uh-uh, no more of this. No, no, enough of this. I'd be like, you dumbass, you made that choice. No, you made the choice. <laughs> See, that's why I can never be like that. <laughs> Girls are pretty. No, we ain't, we ain't going there. Uh, <laughs> um, well, you're saying I'm paying more attention to him. Shame on you. Shame, shame on you. Shame, shame on you. Uh, what's that one? What you got, Mark? What well, depends what God you believe in. Technically, for me, and I know I'm going to cause myself trouble here, the Jewish, Christian, and Muslim God to me is the same God. Y'all might have different prophets, but it's the same God. I'm just telling you what I believe in. Well, the Jews don't argue about it. I mean, they believe in the same God too. They just don't think they, they don't. Let me explain something to y'all. The Jews do not think any of you are going to heaven. Okay, just so you know that. No, they don't. It's the twelve tribes, one hundred forty-four thousand beings, and they're already there. Heaven is closed unless it's special. It's a special occasion. Um, the Jews don't believe y'all are going to heaven. I'm just telling you what, what I've been told by many of them, because they don't think Jesus is their savior. They think he was a prophet. Uh, it's their, that's what their belief is about Jesus, that he was a minor prophet and that the uh, Savior hasn't come yet. Well, you can argue with them, but remember this. They are the chosen people. Don't forget that. The Jews are the God's chosen people. By his own word, they are his chosen people. And don't forget, Jesus was a what? Jesus was a Jew. He wasn't a Christian. No, he wasn't. He was a Jew. Christianity didn't even exist then. That's the point. The point I'm trying to make to y'all is, okay, Jesus was born a Jew. And if he, if, he, if he was in temple, like they said he was, at 33 or 35, he had to be married to be in temple. Oh, that's a, you had to be. That was a rule. So we don't ever want to talk about that kind of stuff. That's why people always talk about the Sinclair bloodlines and stuff. Whether it's true or not, if you were that, that's what was going on. But he was a Jew. He wasn't a Christian. And it didn't, didn't look like he was trying to convert the Jews into being Christians. He just wanted them to be more understanding and stop being greedy SOBs. I don't know. We don't have much written at the time of Christ. 
uh, there's just not much out there. There's a few things, uh, part of the Ditsy Scrolls, a couple other things out there. What is it? Aromatic. I always get them confused. There's two different lanes. It's aromatic, I think, but, um, Aramaic, aromatic. I always get the two confused. It's just one of the things in my head. Well, see, my argument is this. If you're the son of God and you want the human race to change, wouldn't you have wrote down some rules? I guess maybe you figured they wouldn't work. Daddy wrote down 10 rules and it didn't seem to do shit. I guess it's all in what you want to believe. And the apostles wrote all kind of stuff down. But do you do you know what the apostles wrote was truth? Prove it to me. Yes, Jesus went all over the place preaching. And people followed him and wrote it down all over the place. Remember, there's a lot more than what's in the Bible. So you gotta you gotta prove what's real and what's not. Yeah, isn't that a bitch? I know. Oh, that's true, Tim. Back in the day, it was a whole entirely different thing. Um, look, all I can tell you is there's room for both God, Jesus, and extraterrestrials. Again, don't limit the creator because he might shove a stick up your ass or something. Yes, I did say that. Uh, I'm just saying, you, you're going to tell the guy or the girl or the thing that created the entire known universe, and well, for now, the multiverse, since we know it exists, you're going to tell him that you're limited to what he can make. And his best creation of life is us. Is that honestly what you're, you're telling God? No, I want to hear you say this. You're trying to tell me that we're a God's best creation and the entire known multiverse. We are it. We are the chit. I ain't believing that. You ain't no way you're going to prove that. <laughs> I just am not going for that shit because humans are stupid. We are our own worst enemy. No, we don't need enemies. We are our own worst damn enemy. We blow each other up. We kill each other. We poison each other. Think of this. This is a simple concept. If we would have spent all the money we spent in the last 50 years on war, that we, if we would have spent it on health, we'd have wiped out everything. We'd have never even had to worry about COVID. It would have been a non-thing. Heart disease would be all but nothing. Cancer would be gone. We would, just, we would be this super healthy race that was living 150, 200 years, but no. No, we don't want to do that. How many people do we kill in Germany? How many? 72 million? And you're going to tell me we're enlightened. <laughs> Christy, I agree with you, babe. We're not this shit. We're not. I would, I would, look, I love our planet. I love our species. And I think one day, long day from now, we will be the chip. We will be the, col the culmination of three super races, the greys, the humans, and the reptilians, and we will be coming our own, and we will even surpass them, but not anytime soon. We're too interested in killing each other. And if we got off the world right now, if we could get off this planet right now, we'd be out killing somebody else. Oh, yeah, we would unite together because we'd have to go kill somebody else. <laughs> no, we just, we got to learn not to kill ourselves when we go out in deep space. We won't kill other things. I'm just saying. <sighs> oh, there's, there's, there's lots of room for improvement. Mm. I've been tongue-tied on that. I don't know what the hell that is. That's a lot of times when I come right in from work, right into the show, sometimes it's like that. Uh, I, I just personally think that whoever's here to help save us and move us forward just personally thinks that they can do a much, we can do a much better job than what we are. And I've seen glimpse of brilliance in our race. I mean, literally glimpse of brilliance. 
But for some reason, we just look at, oh, and then we go walking along. I'm like, really? Come on, get a grip. Well, it's like Elon Musk. Elon Musk is a brilliant individual. But do I trust Elon Musk? I hate to say this. No. He reminds me of the evil villain on, on um, James Bond, the one on Moonraker, the guy who built a little base out in space. And <laughs> he reminds I swear, I think he's going to build a base on, on, on the Mars and all these little satellites he's got in space are going to open up some chemicals and kill us all. Oh, I should not have said that out loud. Now, that will be a theory that makes it into public now, just because I said that. Damn it. Wait, wait. Let me see. I guess I can read this over here. It's easier for me to read over here. We are. I agree. No, I agree. I agree that it has been hijacked. It's been hijacked for the amount of money it can make and the amount of slavery it can make. And when I say slavery, I'm not talking about uh, slavery like the old days. I just meant, you know, without thinking about it, Marty's a friend of mine and, and we've been working on some projects, which I can't mention on air right now, some other projects with some other types of religions. And, um, well, it's like a good friend of mine who was a Mormon. He always tells me, we're going to leave this effing planet and go somewhere else. I'm like, well, if God created a planet, why do you want to leave it? But he doesn't actually think that. They think we would, they were put here. Yeah, when I ask why, he says he won't he won't answer that. So I think they think maybe we're a prison colony or something, like uh, Australia. But I look at us every day, and I see brilliance all around the world. I see ignorance all around the world too, but I see brilliance. And and I really if, if we have to stop, we have to stop. Like in America, it's bad because we have the liberal and conservative thing, and the other one seems to be wants to out idiot the other one. Oh, I'm an idiot. It just seems to be that's where our, our world is today. And it's, I'm tired of that. I was watching, what is it, Greta Thornburg the other day being dragged off by the police. I'm thinking, what is this little bitch doing now? And Because uh, <laughs> she's a troublemaking little thing. I'm all for saving the planet, but let me rephrase that. I'm all for saving the people because we ain't killing the planet. The planet's going to be here long after we're all going. I tell this to people all the time when they start telling me, we got to save the planet. I say, you know, the planet's been here. I said, what's the worst that's going to happen to the planet? We create global, global warming and the dinosaurs come back? I said, we might be dead, but the planet's not going anywhere. And people tell me, and I love when people tell me it's going to kill all the food on the planet. Okay. I don't want to sound, you know, well, yes, I do. So let me, so you know, the more carbon in the atmosphere, the better plants grow. You do know that, right? So during the, the dinosaur area, because there was virtually no ice on the planet and the carbonite was really, really high. The plants were growing like out of control. And they know that for a fact because they, they've got the samples, fossil samples. Now, since it's come down some, and uh, now man's contributed. Man's actually doing it a little different. He's carbon monoxide versus carbon dioxide. But we're still, you know, increasing the plant. But you, what happened? So remember remember the, um, the holes in the ozone layer? Y'all remember that? They're virtually gone now. But yet, somehow or another, the planet's still getting hot. <laughs> Maybe we should left them damn holes in there so that he could get out of them. <laughs> just, sometimes you just got to look at us and say, what the hell are we doing? Uh, I love our planet. I really do. And anytime I see pictures from space, it makes me realize how, how small and insignificant we are and that we need to learn how to keep what we got before someone comes takes it from us. Uh, what's that? What you put up there, Marty? Here, let me put it over here. Well, 
we agree on a lot of things, but uh, I, I don't know why. Why you know so many so many of these re- religions, like the Muslim religion, it was hijacked to become a movement to try to hurt people and kill people and destroy people, and then they want to say. Oh no, but it's not all of us. Well, of course it's not all of you, but your religion allows for it and you're the one that condoned it. Well, you know. So well the Christians are doing it. No, the Christians are just perverts. They're not starting wars anymore. They got over starting wars after after well, a couple hundred years ago. Uh, but they're just perverts. Now they just hide their pervertity all amongst the church. What do you mean the Jews? Jews Jews are great, they don't do anything wrong. I'm not even going there. <laughs> I'm not even touching that one. Um, you mean friends? I have pretty much friends from at least at least twelve different religions, even some really goofy ones, the laughing Buddha and stuff like that. Recently, I've made some friends in Tibet, which was interesting, uh, and they're they're they take their religion very seriously. Of course, they believe that you can come back as a strawberry, so I don't, I don't know. I'm serious. No, they believe you can come back as anything. You can come back as a damn fish with a hook in your mouth, for that matter. It's just, you know, it's what they believe. Well, they believe everything on the planet's recycled, which is probably true. I don't know if a, if a sentient being's going to come back as a strawberry, but still, I'm not going to... Uh, Oh, you mean tomorrow night? I mean Friday night show. Tomorrow Friday night show. It's hard to discuss on this show, but it's uh, let's just say it's going to be. It won't be as bad without the other two with with us, but it'll be it'll be. And there's just a lot of nasty stuff going on in the world. And uh, thanks to Marty and a few other friends of mine, we've got lots of material we're going to be talking about, from teddy bears dressed up like porn things to all sorts of other stuff. Way stuff I can't mention on this show. And. uh I just when I see that kind of stuff, when I look at the human race and I'm going, and what kind of sick bastards are these? They're the ones that bring all the rest of us down. And the bad part is we let them get away with it. There's so much stuff that we turn our eyes to our back to because it's too much trouble or it can bring us too much trouble. And, and we've just, we just, we have to move past that and grow as a species. Well, I think the aliens are here for a lot of reasons. I don't think they're so much here to change us as they are here to babysit us, but they've got their their things that they're working on. And no, we're, they're not here so we can better them. Stop believing that. Please, people. The greys are not going to put our lonely human DNA in them. No, they're not. Greys consider themselves to be uh, at the height of perfection. Yeah, they're not. They're brain power, physical power, everything. That's true. Big animals, big plants. Well, that goes back to what we were saying a few minutes ago. I mean, you're not going to kill a plant unless somebody puts a planted buster at the core. The plant's going to outlive all of us unless we straighten out. So this planet has about 4 billion years of life left, maybe 3.5 billion, before our sun goes red giant and engulfs us. It's going to gulp us all the way to Mars. Mars will become a very heated planet at that point. But a lot of the outer moons will also become inhabitable for another couple of billion years. So, you know, for us, it's different. I mean, it's when you look at the universe and you realize, first off, the universe is 14 billion years old 
and there could be life in, in surpassing us in a way that we can't even conceive. It's beyond even our imagination of what kind of life is out there. But yet we don't want to accept that it could be out there. We we want to say, well, God can't do that. I'm like, really? And I, I told a good, I told a preacher friend about just the other day, but I said, well, I want, I want to be there when you tell God he can't do that. He's like, well, what do you mean? I said, you just said he couldn't create other universes or other beings. I said, I want to be there when you tell me he can't do that. As he turns your ass into a toad, I want to be there. And um, because it's stupid to limit any anything, anything that could create the universe can create anything. And for us, we should respect that for what it is. If you're going to believe in an all-knowing, all-seeing, all-creative God, then you have to understand that you can't limit the creator, creator's powers. He can do anything, or he, it or she can do anything they want and create anything they want on any level they want to. Um, and as far as the grays, the grays are supposed to be somewhere a billion plus years old. The reptilians and the, uh, I mean, yeah, reptilians and humans are somewhere in the mid 500 million years. That's how long they've been alive. Do you know how much more of the freaking advanced they were? Just think of, don't even think about their technology. Just think about the knowledge in their heads. We're what, 2 million years? And they're 500 million years. 498 million years older than we are. But yet we're going to think we can even talk to them or understand them on an equal level. Well, sometimes humans amaze me with the egos, egos we've got. I mean, it just floors me sometimes. It's like it's 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 like telling Jesus that, that he can't create anything. I just I just wonder about humans in general sometimes. I really do. Well, part of the show was tonight was to show you timelines. Where, how far back this starts before the birth of Christ, and then what seems to come after the birth of Christ. So it's a weird thing. So if you if you pay attention to, to Jesus's birth in the Middle East and in, in North Africa, and you watch the surrounding areas, what goes on, the wars in the Middle East, the wars in Europe. Yes, think about it. I mean, there was wars everywhere. Uh, no, I'm not saying he caused. I'm just saying that you have this generic area where you've seen all these wars. But then you come over across the world to the other side of the world, and there don't seem to be near as many wars. Not to say there wasn't some. Well, back then, I don't think they actually called them wars. Uh, not for them. Um, I wonder if we're actually leftovers or if it's, it's something more than that. Well, think about it from this point of view. So, you know, I told you earlier when, when the human aliens introduced their DNA to our whatever our original species was. Then I told you when the reptilians did it. Then I told you when the greys did it. So we have a race. We're technically a race with whatever our, our base DNA was, uh, plus three of the most advanced alien races in the known galaxy. Yeah, eventually we're going to be, maybe that's why they babysit us, because they know one day we're going to be like, and they're scared too that somewhere along the line somebody might just pop out. Somebody's ability is just, you may, you know, because look, so you had these three, and they all had their own contactees. Since then, the reptilian contactees have been marrying the human contactees, the human contactees have been marrying the great contactees, and so on and so forth. And these children being born keep circling around. They keep marrying back into all these different contactees. So we have a unique species now, way more than any of these races could have ever thought or even hoped for. So here we are 2,000 years or 10,000 years or 2 million years later, and we have interbred with the greys, reptilians, and humans on countless times. I mean, our, our species is, is, is probably rising to a thing that even they couldn't understand. And I think it does worry them sometimes because we are a brilliant species. 
we're brilliantly ignorant sometimes, but we are brilliant. And um, it may make them a little nervous to know one day that we will surpass them as a super race. Uh, but obviously they can't wipe us out. So that's a plus. Or they don't want to wipe us out. I'm not sure why. Well, for them, I think it's a great learning thing to watch us grow and expand and become something else. To knowing that there was direct intervention in what we could turn into. And the whole time, they probably got their finger on the button thinking, well, in case, we'll just bloop. But did we start out as an experiment? No. We started out as a colony, a slave colony. That's what we started out as. And then since then, and you can kind of tell because mankind still has a little bit slave mentality uh, left over in his, his second part of his brain. Uh, humans are easy to follow. It worries me sometimes when I watch people just follow. You know, it's like all these different movements, like the woke movement. I'm watching the woke movement. I'm thinking, y'all are morons, right? And you do know you're morons, right? But yet 15% of our country is just following along. I'm like, wow, that's. That's interesting to see. You mean like the, the the liberals and the conservatives? They're both morons. They're both morons. Neither one are, are in it for you and I. They're in it for themselves and their power. The, actually, I was impressed for the first time. I actually seen a, someone in a party stand up to someone else in the same party. When they were doing a vote for McCarthy, I was, I was impressed. It was, it's so bad. They shouldn't be like that. no. The object of having a government is doesn't mean everybody follows blindly, people. When some stupid shit's going on, someone needs to call it out. Whatever party you're in, and they should call out, your party should be the one to catch it. We're not getting into politics. We'll say that for another night. All you got to do is look what's going on with Uncle, Uncle Joe right now, and you'll know what I'm talking about. You mean, you're talking about Canada. Oh, you mean, yeah, I call him Mr. Pink Shorts. Well... The reason I call him that is I caught him in two times. One, he was just wearing a pink T-shirt and black shorts. It was for Cancer Month. And then it was two days later, he was in hot pink shorts and a hot pink shirt. And I'm thinking, whoa, Mr. Trudeau. I, di I didn't even know what to think about that. I really didn't know anything to think about that. When I seen that, I was like, oh, my God, man. I feel for every Canadian. Out there. And then when I seen him get naked and wrap himself in a flag, seeing the United States, we'd have lost our minds over that. As soon as just, you know what touched the flag, we'd have lost our minds. It would, it, it would have been on like a big dog. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, in all fairness to Canadians, they're kind of screwed. There's only like 36 or 38 million. There's, there's only as many Canadians as there's Californians. And they're in a country bigger than ours. Uh, so think about it. I mean, their country is about one and a half times the size of the United States in landmass. And there's only, only 38 million people living out there spread across the entire country. With a couple of exceptions, a couple of big cities like Toronto and Ontario and places like that where there's large masses of population, but it's a big place. And it's hard to change things up there. It's a lot harder there than it is here. If you if you get once you get a group of whatever's in whatever office, it's hard to get them out. Uh Janine, yes. I, you know what? I do believe that. I do believe that he is Castro's son. Yes, I seen in the beginning, I told everybody they were crazy. They were sending me all these pictures. And then somebody sent me um, a couple of articles where his, his uh, so what's his, Jester's mom uh, used to go stay in with Castro in Cuba, sometimes three, four weeks at a time, while daddy was up here working. He couldn't leave. But apparently daddy didn't mind because he was down. She went down there a lot. Oh, yeah, there's quite a few documented trips. And then uh, all of a sudden, she, she had this baby. If you look at Castro's pictures when he's young, they look like twins. 
in their 20s and 30s, oh my God, it's definitely his kid. There ain't even no doubt about whose kid it is. So yeah, y'all have a Castro run in Canada, which makes sense because he's just about communist as you can get. I wish the aliens would pick his ass up. Man, they could do some one-stop shopping for me and pick up a cup, pick up Donald, <laughs> pick up Castro, pick up Joe, pick up Justin. It's just, yeah, let's just do a little sweep around the world. Pick up Putin. Yes, pick up Xi Jinping. You know, people like that. Take him for a ride. A good probing trip would be good. I don't know. The the I, I can see the 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 power of the free world's coming back after they've been probed. It would just be hilariously funny. Well, you know, Tamara, when you wrote that about the Sumerian flood story, those flood stories are everywhere. When I first started researching, I got in so much trouble in in, in uh, Bible school for this. So I started searching the flood. You know, I'm, I'm looking up stuff in the flood. Then I find that, well, wait, the Sumerians had the flood. Well, shit, the Egyptians are talking about the flood. All kind of people were talking about the flood 6,000 years before the flood. I was like, uh-oh, we got a problem here. Yeah, I mean, that's that's not how that works. It's not just that. There are other things that are in the Bible that come from other religions or other places, other books. So why did they do that? And then don't ever ask someone who's a Bible thumper if they believe in dinosaurs. Oh, they get offended, especially because they think civilization is only 6,000 years old. I'm like, what are you talking about? I said, dinosaurs exist. No, I said, have you ever seen a skeleton? They freaking exist. It's like a good, she's telling me one day about the planet maybe looped or something like that. So let me tell you something. I said, I've been at 80,000 feet in a jet. Um, scared out of my ass because I was like, the pod's going to kill us. And uh, you can see, actually, it's about 69, almost 70,000 feet. But you could see the the arc in the planet. You can see the stars and you see the arc. It was beautiful. And it, it gives you a, a perspective. You know, I would like to go in deep space or just into space, but... Uh, it gives you a different perspective when you look at our planet. You, I really think, and it may be Elon, maybe it'll be a Blue Horizon, but somebody's going to come up with space tourism that we can afford. No more than a trip to Hawaii, and you're going to start seeing people go all the time, and it will change them. It's going to change people, because when you see this planet from space, I have never interviewed an astronaut that did, just didn't. So what, this is what's funny. So if you listen to the interviews from astronauts pre-landing on the moon or pre-going into space, they have a different attitude after they've been in space and you interview them. They have an entirely different attitude. They look at the world entirely different. It's, it's strange. Even I heard Neil Armstrong talking about his first time in space and he was like, I looked down at earth and I thought, Jesus, you know, this is just a little thin ribble of air keeping us all safe. He said, I never realized how fragile our planet was until I was in space or how beautiful it was. And, I, and I've heard that at least two dozen times from astronauts. Uh, because it gives you a different perspective. And I think once we can get into space, it will. Not just that. When we get space tourists going, more and more people will want to push out more. They'll want to have space space hotels, which Japan's already got two and they're thinking about putting up. Uh, they want to have one on the moon, one on Mars. There'll be space tourism. We'll be going all over our solar system, and we'll be exploring and colonizing and mining at the same time. That's what you're going to see for the next 500 years coming. Because it's probably going to take that long before we ever get faster than light speed travel. But you notice that, huh? Timelines don't work. And, 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 uh, uh. When you start going looking at history, especially if you start looking at how man came about, man, there seems to be some funky monkey shit going on up in there. I mean, really. 
Yes, I'm in Curse of Night. It's a shame on me. Um, it does. It doesn't. Some stuff just doesn't add up. And, and well, we used to talk about maybe Samaria, not Samaria, Atlantis was what caused both the uh, Egyptians and the Toltecs to build um, temples. Well, not temples, but pyramids. Well, both races build pyramids, but come to find out, the ones in the Toltecs are only about 3,000 years old, whereas the Egyptians are about 6,000 years old uh, or 5,000 years old. So it's a 2,000-year different there. So no, that's probably not what happened. Even though it does look like Atlantis was may, maybe in the uh, – well, everybody thought it was in the Mediterranean forever. Now they think it's in Atlanta – Atlanta, sorry – in the Atlantic – uh, between the Bermuda Triangle and it's just right where the Gulf opens up down there, there seems to be a landmass under there. So they, they think that's where it's at. And then don't forget, there's two sunken cities we know of. And off this, there's one in the in the harbor in Cuba, sitting in, I think, 1,500 or 2,000 feet of water. And there's another one on the other side sitting in about 800 feet of water. But it also tells you, think about this. These were above land at one time. This thing is 2,000 feet be- below the ocean right now. And it was above land at one time. Both these cities were. How long ago was that? When was that? And maybe that'll give us a clue on how why things are melting as fast as they are. I mean, yeah, you can blame it on us all you want. I don't have a problem with that. But it seems like it's been going on before man was even a thing. And for some reason, we never talk about that kind of stuff. That, that you know, in the last 10,000 years, the ocean's origin. How much? A lot. Three or four thousand feet. So, oh, and don't start that with the ice in the wall. Okay, look, real quick before I go on to something else. So, the only ice that counts is the ice that's on land that's a runoff. Ice in the oceans have already displaced the water. It's like ice in your glass. When ice melts in your glass, it's not going to overflow your glass because it's uh, the ice itself has already displaced the water. It's risen the water when you put the ice in. When ice melts, it's still the same. Hey, don't hate on me. It's science. <laughs> don't hate on me. So that's, yeah, because I've, I've actually won quite a bit of money with that one. People arguing with me, no, no, bounce is going to raise. No, it's not. Now the land, the ice that's on land, that's landlocked, that's the ice we got to worry about. That's what's going to raise the oceans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what's going to raise the oceans. Mm-hmm. And at one time, a good chunk of the, remember during the ice age, from where I live in Louisiana, all the way up and all the way across the world was just a big ice mass. Yeah, all the land was covered, and eventually it melted. And, of course, all that water went back into the ocean. Yeah, I imagine at one time the oceans were really, really, really low. You know, Tamara, I wondered about that one time. I was talking with... um, Buzz Aldrin in Washington, D.C. And uh, we were talking. Buzz Aldrin, who was it? Um, well, I can't think of his name. Damn. Another famous astronaut. And uh, he's actually one of the ones that believes in UFOs. But um, they were both kind of funny when you talked about space. It's like It's like they loved it, but it's almost like something else went on. I think... I think a lot more of the astronauts had experiences than they want to admit to. I really think that's what it is because I know when I, when I was interviewing um, shuttle astronauts, they would say, well, you know, I can't really talk about this because 
you know, at these views, there was this, or these views, they were that, or these views, they were this. I'm like, what, this, what, what's this, that, and this? He said, well, you figure it out. He said, this is what you do, right, Joe? He said, um, he said, don't get me wrong. He said, seeing the planet changes your life. He said, seeing something fly up on the side of your ship changes it even more. So I was kind of like, what? And then, you know, I was asked not to quote it. Well, he's passed now, so I can go ahead and talk about it. But, um, and I remember interviewing the reporter who interviewed Neil Armstrong when Neil Armstrong said there was a base on the other side of the moon. So, you know, I was trying to get an interview with Neil, which was like impossible. And um, I met the reporter. I was in, excuse me, I was in uh, Cape Canaveral and uh, down there just doing some press work. And ran into this guy and we got to talking and he told me, you know, Hey, look, cause I was talking about Neil being one of my heroes and he told me about it. He said, he said, well, I'm the one who got the original interview. He said, I have it on tape. He said, but, uh, Neil asked me not to make it public cause he was, I think he was running for Senator or something at the time. And, um, he said, he said that there was aliens on the other side of the moon. And not only that, he said that they asked him not to come back, not to ever come back on that part of the moon. And uh, to please knock off their things. Well, in the beginning, the government didn't believe them. So the government launched what was it? Was it 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, and 17. So another another seven, six missions after that. And um, then all of a sudden, so 18, 19, 20, and 21 for paid, were paid for, by the way. They were bought and paid for. Astronauts were trained. Teams were together. And then we just didn't go anymore. It's really weird for NASA to, to not use something that's already paid for. And the astronauts and teams are already selected and trained. It's just the whole thing stunk to high heaven. They're like, okay, what are we hiding? And, um, well, you know what? Somebody asked me the other day. They said, oh, we never went to the moon. So on one of the Chinese satellite pics, you can actually see the rover on the moon. On some of the U.S. pics, you can actually see the flag on the moon. Uh, Russian used to have a site where you could go see uh, one or two of the landers on the moon, but um, I don't know if they have it up anymore since we they're at war. Yeah, I tell people all the time. So this is the fact of the moon land. It doesn't matter what you want to say, what you don't want to say. The two questions here you have to ask yourself is, would Russia and China lie for the United States? Is that really what it comes to? Would at the at the height of the of the, uh, the Cold War, at the height of the uh, space race? Would after, yeah, after Russia just crashed two different ships on the surface of the moon, would they lie and say, say, okay, well, yeah, United States landed on the moon, no problem. You think they would lie for that? And then it's worse than that. I think there was 125,000 people that worked um, radio and other tech stuff between NASA and Australia because they were going back and to, back and forth. You think all of them would lie? And those were just civilians. They're not going to lie for anybody. There's too many of them to start off with, and you couldn't have paid them all off. And now you've got actual pictures from the sites taken by other countries, actually countries that we're not even friends with. It, it kind of speaks for itself. Well, one of my friend's favorite argument is, is there's always, well, there's three shadows, Joe. Explain the three shadows, Joe. Explain the three shadows, Joe. I'm like, what three shadows? He said, there's three shadows, cast, there's three. I said, okay, there's one cast by sunlight. Yes. I said, there's one cast by planet light. He said, yeah. And I said, there's one cast by the lights on the rovers. He's like, what? I said, there was lights in the rovers. Do you remember that? 
Oh shit. Yeah. Oh shit. Uh, do some research people. Um, people never take the time to do some research. It took me all of five minutes to figure that out. Hey, look, I, you know, if you don't want to believe, you don't want to believe it. Personally, I don't think there's a belief when it comes to the moon landing, but Hey, if that's, if that's how you feel and you don't want to think we went there or you think the earth is flat. If, oh, wait, if you think the earth is flat, I got some really nice flat land down here for sale. Uh, it's 125,000 acre. If you're flat earther, you will love this stuff. Oh yeah. I'm telling you, you will love this stuff. Why would you want to think that? Well, we, Oh, in a few minutes, ladies and gentlemen, we will be switching over to the outer realm. Yes, we will. And they will also be on Roku, 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 Roku. Yes, we're going to see how Michelle looks. She'd be looking like, ooh, baby, what you doing up there? Satera? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't know when Amelia's coming back. You'll have to. I would post on the uh, Outer Realm site and just say. Uh, Marty. I'm a government you. <laughs> I'm going to beam your ass up. Oh, man. But we were talking just the other day about uh, government PSYOP programs and different programs the government have used in the past uh, for screwing with people's minds, including using drugs, drug-altering stuff from sodium anethol, sodium pentothal, and LSD. Matter of fact, I was listening. This is so weird. I'm riding home today listening to the news and this NPR special comes on with this girl who's a singer in um, Tennessee, and she's talking about what made her leave college was doing. She kept calling it something else, but it was LSD. And she said to get her career going again, she, she says, this girl is really into some LSD. And I'm thinking, you shouldn't even be talking about this on the radio, people. Oh, I don't know what we're going to do with our government, but we, something needs to change. I, I want to see strong, healthy, strong leadership. I want to see life better for everybody on the planet. The government loves you. If you hear a knock at the door, it's the government coming to give you a hug. That goes for all y'all tonight, by the way. <laughs> if you hear a knock at your door, it's only Uncle Joe coming to give you a hug. Not this Uncle Joe, the other Uncle Joe. Um, besides, guys, don't forget Friday night, Santiago. Um, it's going to be an interesting... Uh, we're not going to have the whole crew there, so we're going to do it again in two weeks after that. But meanwhile, we want to get this rolling. So, um, uh, Nancy, 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 you mean we're going to talk about that? The 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 twelve year old fake kid thing. Oh my god, have you seen these things? Oh my god, I'm gonna get some pictures for the show. Oh, I mean, they look like kids. Oh no, it's 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 no 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 no. I can't really get into it on the show because I'm talking about that kind of stuff on the show, but. I'm thinking about, since we on Roku now, I'm thinking about just starting just a sheer conspiracy show because my conspiracy group, which is four girls, there's no guys in it for some reason, that send me stuff all the time are excellent, by the way. And what great is great for me is when they start tagging me with the same stuff, then I know they got something. Oh, yeah, and they're good. And uh, I enjoy it all. I argue with all four of them, by the way. I, I know when I'm in the room, I give her shit all the time. <laughs> she wants, I'm sure this time she wants to just crawl through her phone and slap the shit out of me. <laughs> God damn it, Joe. I'm telling you this is what it is. It's, uh, it's, but 
this is important stuff that needs to be talked about. This is a political thing. That's why it's not being talked about tonight. It will be on Essentialist, and we will be getting deep into this. Uh, this is not for the light of heart. It's not for the faint of heart. Uh, it's it's really not for children at all under the age of 21. Uh, really and truly, this is, this is hardcore material that bounces through a lot of companies. Uh, it's really strange where someone – and be honest with you, two-hour shows not even would be near enough because just following some of the links that have been sent, what I mean by that is links from this this group to that group to that group to this group to that group is insane. The link from company to company to company to company to company is insane. How many people are tied up in one company? And then uh, today, um, Amelia sent me a bunch of um, stuff on um, Epstein. So it might sneak its way into it too. But we got to get out of here because I know uh, the Outer Realm will be coming up next in just a few minutes. So be sure to hang out with and remember, y'all can see her in Ruku now. Any any of y'all that have a crush on, oh wait a minute, where's where's the little lesbian girl at tonight? Are you listening? If you've got a crush on Michelle, you got Roku. Oh my God, she's in seventy inch delight tonight. <laughs> Chrissy, thanks for stopping by. Marty, thanks for stopping by. Tamara, thanks for stopping by. You you said you sent me that, so I'll check on that, and uh, I will text you later tonight and let you know what the hell's going on with that. And other than that, guys and girls, y'all have a good night. See y'all next week, and I'll be back Friday causing trouble. Uh, real trouble. This was just sweet trouble. Well, I get to chit chat and we lose half the half of what I was talking about tonight, but this is a conversation that'll go on for a couple of weeks. Well, it's hard to explain, but it'll branch out into some other stuff that we're working on. Again, good night, everyone, and thank you for hanging out. And be sure to stay tuned for the outer room with Michelle DeRoche and Amelia Pisano. Good night, everybody.